Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Michigan was always number one for me. The Rich Eisen Show. When I visited Michigan State, I got so sick. Michigan State is just poison for the soul. You just, uh, you know what, Aiden? It's just, it's your body rejecting that. (laughs) That's right. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Rod Woodson, Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. Coming up, Cardinals linebacker Chandler Jones, plus actor Zachary Levi. And now. It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Zachary Levi, uh, the actor from the movie Chuck and the uh, movie Sh- the TV show Shazam. Chuck and the movie Shazam. Uh, anybody who uh, also watches The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel knows his work. He's terrific in that. Uh, he has the toughest job in acting. There's no question about it, where he has had the toughest job in acting. Um, and that's portraying Kurt Warner in the new movie uh, about Kurt's life and Brenda's life, American Underdog. I mean, in terms of, um, uh, and you know, because you worked on Game Day Morning for a couple of years, in yeah. terms of looking at quarterbacks and their film and their tape and breaking oh, it down, man. very few have a more critical eye <laughs> than Kurt Warner. Like the Warner's Tough. Corner segment, Tough, man. the Warner's Corner segment on on NFL Game Day Morning is is fun to watch mm-hmm. and fun for us in the in the perspective of the meeting. Is if you're a quarterback, you don't want to be the baby in Warner's Corner. You'd like you you don't want to be that. You don't want to be in those crosshairs because he is totally he's he's dissected everybody. Yeah. I mean Brady's gotten some, and mm-hmm. could you imagine being the one to to portray Kurt? <laughs> Like what I really want to know is like was Kurt on set just constantly? Oh, like, I mean this is gonna be great. This chat is gonna be just dynamite. Okay, dynamite. Uh, that's coming up later in about twenty minutes on the Rich Eisen show. But joining us right now on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line uh, is uh, one of the best pass rushers in the game today. Uh, Justin Houston, his teammate JJ Watt, and this man are the only active members of the one hundred career sack club in the National Football League, along with Von Miller as well. Um, and, uh, and 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 they're the top seed in the NFC going into Monday Night Football that uh, I'll be hosting pregame and halftime of on Westwood One against the Los Angeles Rams here on the Rich Eisen Show is Chandler Jones. How you doing, Chandler? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Rich. You got it. Thanks for coming on this program. What's the general sense around your team right now going into this we big are, Yeah, of course. We, we are on the snowball, positive ball rolling. We've got a couple wins, and we're just trying to – you know, carry this thing over to, to you know, toward the end of the season. But the spirits are high. You know, everyone's just buying into to, to what the coaches are saying and, and are coaching, and and uh, we're we're doing good over here. So you know, I mean, you guys, as you know, uh, have won every single road game, starting with the first one this year, where you beat the Tennessee Titans. You had five sacks and a couple of forced fumbles in that game. Uh, you've won each one of your your games uh, on the road by ten or more points. What what uh, do you attribute your road success this year? Uh, you know that's a great question, and, and I think as a team, 
uh, and the staff. We're trying to figure that out now. But, um, you know, hopefully we can carry some of that road success and, and figure out what we're doing on the road and carry that to our home games because I think both of our losses that we had were at home. So um, maybe we can just take some of that positivity or that hard road game play and just carry it over to the home game. Well, is it the camaraderie of just being on the road, being in a plane, being a team plane, and just, you know, being uh, being with each other? Could that possibly be it? Who knows? Those are those are all great questions, and those are all the things that we're trying to put our put our grasp around now. But whatever it is, we get, we need more of it, and uh, we got to find it. Whatever it is for for these home games. Okay. What ha- what 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 uh, what about you, Chandler, in this defense, and um, and and being as good as you have been? Um, what what uh, to what do you attribute all of that this year? <clears throat> I think that just comes from uh, just. Experience play, honestly. Um, you know, just years of years of seeing things, seeing schemes, uh, seeing how teams want to uh, attack this style of defense, uh, and knowing what weaknesses offenses has. And that just comes from experience. So a lot of that is great to my success. What's the toughest offense you faced this year, then, so far? This year, I want to say the toughest offense was uh, probably uh, the Green Bay Packers. And the only reason why is because they, they, they did a good job of handling the football. They got rid of the ball fast. They didn't, they didn't let the pass rushers get hot. You know, they were chipping. And uh, so things like that, um, those, are, those are tough, especially for a player like me to be effective. I have to, you know, get, have to get after the quarterback. And those things were a little tough that game. Are you a talker on the field? Do you do talking, Chandler? Do I talk a little bit? Here and there, it depends how I'm feeling. Okay. Um, um, it, it's 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 never too crazy, but I definitely will say something. Well, I mean, uh, in in my experience, uh, anybody who says a little bit um, when I ask that question uh, does a lot. To be very honest, with you. <laughs> well, um, maybe you uh, you might have to ask someone that one of my opposing uh, opponents. Okay, did did you say something to Rogers, for instance, in a night like that when you finally do? Uh, maybe I did, I did, but he's Aaron Rodgers. I know that. You, know, you, you kind of got to. Well, are, are you are you uh, are you hinting at my my discount double check thing that I did? Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. What was that about? It, I mean, because that's been I, a couple of years. Read, I did read something that everyone that that does that they pay for it. So um, <laughs> he definitely made me pay for it. He did. Did he at least smile? Because he he strikes me no, as well. He just looked at me. He didn't smile. He didn't. Mm. You know, I, and I actually said discount double check. I said it to him. He's, and uh, he didn't smile. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't make any gesture. He just looked at me. So he acknowledged me, but he just. Well, he didn't say anything. That might, maybe he said that because that that that's like two or three years old. He, he's he's got new newer commercial than that. that. That could have been it. I haven't seen it. I haven't played Aaron Rodgers. You know, I was out all last season. See, and, you know, the year before that. So it's been a while. Chandler, a while he may that. he may not have been offended as a quarterback. He may have been uh, offended as a pitchman and a spokesman. He may have been offended wow. at the, on that front. How about he, that? He probably looked at me and was like, you know what, Chandler, that's a little outdated. Could you do something better? It is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably what that look was now that you, that you bring it up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what is it like trying to track down Kyler in practice? How often do you get to do that, do you think? Yeah, it gets you ready for, uh, you know, going against a guy like Kyler Murray every day, it gets you ready for the opposing teams, the Justin Fields. Uh, you know, honestly, um, I didn't know Justin Fields wasn't playing until I think the few days before the game. Right. And, um, you know, usually uh, as a pass rusher, you would have to do extra drills or do extra things to prepare you for a quarterback that, with that mobility. Well, we got him right here in our backyard. So um, there was really nothing different that we would have to do to prepare for a quarterback that was more mobile because Kyler Murray, he, I think he's, 
he's arms and legs for sure. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you're you're from, if I'm not mistaken, Rochester, right? Is that where you're born? You're from? Yes, sir. You're, I was born. Yep. Okay, born so in Rochester, New York. Western New York, I guess you would call it. What what, yeah, what did you think of the Monday night game? Do you consider that football weather, or where you currently play right now is kind of like football weather? For you. No, definitely the Monday night game. I'm I'm from New York, and I and I started my career in, in New England, right? Um, and that's back when they were shoveling the yard lines and, and the numbers. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it looked like a, a pretty cold game. Uh, I mean, they said some of the players were even wearing scuba outfits. So, uh, if that's a thing, that's that's definitely a scuba outfits, huh? Is that what they were scuba doing? Scuba outfits. That's what I read. Some, okay. One of the players from the Patriots were wearing scuba I mean, outfits. I'll be honest. That was a day at the beach compared to, you know, uh, well, you, you, what you were playing in was compared to day, it was a day at the beach compared to Monday night. But that was pretty oh, inclement. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it was a day at the beach for sure. And I yeah. think it was 39 over at Soldier Field, wasn't it? Right. Or something like that. Right. So yeah. so you got a good Kyler Murray story, at least, Chandler, for me? What do you got for me? Where, where you, where you first realized, hmm. where you first realized, okay, I get it. Now I know why uh, my team went and drafted somebody uh, at the position the year before and went ahead and got oh, Kyler Murray anyway. Oh, you, want a, you want an on-the-field story. I was going to give you a locker room story. I'll take both. I'll take okay, both. Well, both. Before the locker room story, I'll, I'll tell you one. Um, when Kyler was a rookie, he always tried to change the, the music in the locker room. Mm-hmm. and He always had an input on what should be played and what should not be played. Mm. So, And Kyler's locker is not far from mine. So I told Kyler, I said, once you have your first rushing touchdown, you could, you could change the music. So uh, I forget which game it was, but he finally scored, and I and I told him right after he scored, right after he got into the end zone, he came back to the sideline. I said, "Hey, Kyler, now you can change the music." And he <laughs> kind of smiled at me, and he went back to to the bench. <laughs> I like that. So that was yeah, yeah. So so now he, he he can change the music in the locker room now since he had his first rushing touchdown. <laughs> so what is he and on the field? On okay. the field, as far as the, why we got him, I mean, it's pretty self spoken. And I mean, and even now being a def- a defender, I mean, I don't think I've seen anyone tackle him open field. I think he's undefeated in open field tackles, so that's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it has to be right. I mean, it has to be from your position. You also maybe even a little bit feel for your your defensive colleagues in the NFL having to, to deal with that. Of you know? course, yeah, on that, I'm happy. I don't have to go after him. That's I, for sure. Well, we just found out it was his fourth game of his career when he scored the rushing touchdown. So in week five, how did the music change then? Oh, that year. <laughs> he probably was playing more Drake. He's a huge Drake fan. He, he, uh, so, yeah, so he probably played a lot of Drake for sure. So you're in charge. You were, So we can pinpoint the last time you were in charge of the music in the locker room, Chandler? Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always playing music. I was playing music today. Okay. I'm not the DJ, but I definitely have a taste for music. And so, I, I'm the, I have a little speaker I carry around, so everywhere I go, the music's playing. What is it, then? What's on your What's on your playlist, Chandler? Very wide variety. Country, rap, R&B. Uh, anything you name it, and I don't have a favorite artist, so my my shuffle could be anything. Okay, gospel, yeah, for sure. So it's it's kind of like your game, rushing the passer. We have no idea what exactly. you're going to be throwing. Uh, yep, but, and, and, and uh, an array of moves. Right, you don't but know what's coming? From. But eventually, you will get home. Essentially, is what you're saying. Exactly. That's what, uh, I got exactly. it. All right, Chandler Jones here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, so now, um, do you think you're putting together a Hall of Fame resume, Chandler Jones? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think I I, I leave that up. For everyone to discuss, um, honestly, and I know it sounds cliche to say, but honestly, I just try to do my job. I'm going out there. I'm playing football. Uh, this is a this is a fun year. We have a special team. I mean, that the, the, our roster looks insane. I, I even look at it when I when I go to work every day. I say, you know, <clears throat> I never would have thought we would have these players, this many stars on one team. And I know um, 
this opportunity is very rare. So what my biggest thing is honestly just capitalizing every single day, you know, because like, we all know this roster is not going to be the same next year. So with this, with that being said, I think this opportunity that we have, um, it's it's huge. I mean, the coaches that we have, the players that we have. Um, I mean, if if you would, it looks like a Madden, it looks like a, a video game roster. Honestly, JJ Watt, you got AJ Green, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean. It looks unfair, and and we've been playing like that besides the last two. So hopefully we can keep this thing going, and uh, it should be fun so, late in this year. It so, should be very fun. So giving me an answer, talking about your teammates uh, in a soliloquy that started with, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. Did you just go Belichick on me? Did you just go back to your New England roots on that answer? You know, ultimately, I want to do my job. I want to put the team first. I want to okay. manage the expectations, mm-hmm. ignore the noise. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're just using all of those Belichick lines right there. That said, what do you, you know? what happens if you you look across the field in SoFi Stadium next time you're in that building and you see Belichick? What would that mean like for you in the Super Bowl for you, Chandler Jones? Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know. That's that's ways from now. We'll have to cross that bridge when it comes. Okay. Um, and then uh, last couple for you here, uh, Chandler. Um, Brock, when you want to ask the question about uh, his household and growing up that you wanted to ask Chandler Jones, Chris Brockman, my so Ch- colleague, <clears throat> go for it. Sorry. So, Chandler, I also went to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Go Orange. You go grew orange. up your brother, pro football player, Super Bowl champion. Yep. Your other brother, maybe the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Mm-hmm. How much milk did you guys go through growing up? Yeah. Like boxes of cereal, pancakes. Yeah, what's, what's going on? How many pieces of furniture got broken? Like, what was it like just roughhousing yes. back in the day? Yeah, we actually, growing up, we actually, my father actually bought a wrestling mat and, and put it in our basement just so we wouldn't break furniture. So when we get home, yeah, as soon as we get home, we would take our backpacks off and we would go in the basement and we would just get five minute rounds of peace and we'll just wrestle. And then by the time we're tired, we'll come up and shower and get ready for dinner. But every day it was a wrestling match. And everything was a competition. You know, we were running around the house. Who, who, who could open the refrigerator the fastest? Who could drink the most milk? Whatever it was. So uh, we would eat anything. And we're not picky eaters. My mom would just make a big pot of whatever, and we'd all eat it. So um, it was fun growing up, honestly. And we were very family-oriented. We all shared this bedroom in a, two, in a two-family apartment. So uh, that was fun. Those, those were the great times, for sure. You shared what, did you say? You shared <laughs> We a... shared the same bedroom, all three of us. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we shared the same bedroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've got three kids in my – you know, I'm thinking that's not a bad idea to get in a wrestling mat. So, so, you're, <laughs> so your, dad, your dad's like, screw it. I, I, this, is, this is potentially dangerous and, and, and expensive with, with so much around here. He would just put a wrestling mat down. And that's right? it. Yeah. Say go. Yep, and get it out of the way. Get it out of our system before we get to the furniture. Now, did he? Did he have a vision? And was the was the mat octagon shaped? Was that no, possible? No, no, it was. We we all wrestled. All three of us wrestled growing up. So it was a, it was a high school wrestling mat with the circle where you shake hands and. Put your <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just all a. All three of us were wrestlers growing up. We really? So he legitimately yeah. said, "I'm just gonna. If your guys gonna wrestle, wow. we're gonna get a mat and we're gonna make this yeah. official." Like that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah, we had headgear and the, and the wrestling shoes and singlets. It was a thing. Who won? It was a thing. We'll, we'll have to dig up some pictures, and I can I can maybe get it on the show. Yeah. Who won? Yeah. I mean, uh, Arthur was always he was he was always bigger than us. 
But um, the one thing what, what was advantageous for me is that I stopped wrestling. Both of my brothers, they, they wrestled for their whole careers. They're actually both state champion wrestlers. I stopped wrestling and started playing basketball. And everyone made fun of me saying, you know, you're the dribbling guy. And you, you, everyone makes fun of All the wrestlers make fun of the basketball players. It was a winter sport as well. But I think that's what made, made me more athletic. My brothers, they, they really can't catch. They can't jump. They can't throw. Um, it's just because they wrestle. That's all. And I think I credit to basketball for that. How was your game, hoops? What was your game? Like? Oh, hoops! Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I won't say I'm the best on the team. DeAndre Hopkins is the best on the team. Oh, come on now! Well, we know he's got great hands. So what's DeAndre? What's what's Hop's basketball hoops game like? What's he that played like? in? He played college ball. You didn't know that? At Clemson? He was a walk on at Clemson, I think. But he played. He was a walk on at Clemson. So what's his game? Does he have an outside game? What does he got? What does he got? He, I, I, he's everything. I mean, I mean, you just have to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's footage. He's number 44. Look him up. DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I know he never steps out of bounds. That I know. Exactly. I mean, I've never seen anything yeah, like it. I've never seen anybody it. with an awareness of where his feet are in my entire yeah, life. He, like he's mastered it. It's unreal. All right. It's so unreal. last one for you. Do you guys talk Super Bowl openly? Do you talk about it? No. No, but it's not frowned upon. I know, not to compare teams, but I know on other teams they kind of frowned upon speaking about that last game. Um, and it, But that should be every team's goal. You know, I feel like there's 32 teams in the NFL. If your goal is not to win the Super Bowl, um, then, then why are you playing? And at the same in the same conversation, um, <clears throat> we don't sit there and say we're going to win the Super Bowl or this is our goal. Everyone knows that this is our goal. That's what we want to do. Um, but but we don't we don't sit there and talk Super Bowl, no. Okay. No. But when you say no other teams, time. when you say other teams that don't uh, kind of frown upon or don't talk about it, are you referring to your other team, your former team? Is that what you're referring well, to? Well, I've team? only been on one other team. <laughs> well, 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 also, well, I have teammates that's been on other teams, and they go, oh, okay. oh, you know, no, we don't really talk right. about Super Bowl. We don't talk about that. They, you know, they, they kind of frown upon it because you don't uh, want to think about you're looking ahead. Where you, you know, we got the Rams. We don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. We play the Rams Monday night. Yeah, and what's that challenge like? Last one. I lied. This is your last one. Uh, what's the this challenge one? playing the Rams? This yes, is sir. a great team. This is a good team. And this is another team that has that looks uh, phenomenal on paper. The stars that they have in their team, the numbers that they put up, um, the numbers that they, some of the individuals, I mean, Cooper Cup, the, I mean, the, the fastest to 100 catches and even his receiving yards. That Guys like that, um, like Cooper Cup, he's a guy that can, that can hurt you. And, and if we don't stop him, you know, they just got Odell Beckham, Von Miller. I mean, it's it, this, is a, this is a great game. This is going to be a fun game. But, um, I'm excited, and this is a perfect game. I'm, I'm glad that the stars are lined up like this on a Monday night game because this is what everyone wants to see. And and I think we know that. The Rams know that. And uh, they'll get our best football, and we'll get there. Yeah. Stafford doesn't do commercials, so you're going to have to come up with another line, you know. <laughs> really? Stafford doesn't do commercials? No, I don't think so. I've never seen one. No. So you'll have okay. to figure something else out for him. But I'm sure you got you, you got something in your bag, I'm sure. We'll figure it out. I got something. We'll get something for him. Chandler, this has been a delight. I'd love to do this more often. This has been great. Thanks. Like, for the, thanks likewise, for the just let me know. Thank you. That's Chandler yes, Jones sir. right here on the Rich Eisen Show of the 10-2 and 2 Arizona Cardinals. That was just all kinds of fun. Good old-fashioned fun right there. Dad's like, screw it. Let's get a mat. If these guys are going to wrestle, let's get them singlets. Let's go. <laughs> How Shoes, great is that gear. story? I mean, that's what a house. <laughs> Let's take a break. Zachary Levi, toughest acting gig in Hollywood. Playing Kurt Warner, throwing motion. Ay, ay, ay. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I've known Kurt Warner for now what? Over 10 years, worked with him uh, every single Sunday during the football season. I love him. I love his wife, Brenda. They're just wonderful people on the planet. And ever since I've known Kurt, he, you know, been talking about making a movie on his his life. I mean, right? It was w- when he was doing it, we were talking about, like, it's, that's the stuff of a Disney movie, a right. magic carpet ride, right? Absolutely. Now the film has finally been made. It's in the can. Dennis Quaid is Dick Vermeil. Uh, a nice stroke of casting right there. I did not see coming. That entire time. I never thought, you know, play Dick Vermeer with Dennis Quaid. Um, and uh, American Underdog in a theater near you on Christmas Day playing Brenda Warner as Anna Paquin. And joining me on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is the man with the toughest job in acting, actually playing Kurt Warner, one of the most discerning breakdown artists of quarterbacking, Zachary Levi on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Zachary? I'm really well, Rich. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate the the call here. So, yeah. oh, oh my God. Um, you know, my my colleagues and I on NFL Network, we always make fun of Kurt when he's critical of Tom Brady and he's critical of Aaron Rodgers and he's critical of this guy. <laughs> and I thought, honestly, we have said in in many many years of talking about this movie potentially being made, we're like, we feel sorry for the actor who's going to play Kurt. We feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> because this guy is going to be broken down and analyzed. So what was it like, Zachary, to uh, play Kurt Warner in this film? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you're, anytime you're, you're trying to take on doing some biopic where right. you're playing a real person, it's made exponentially more, uh, well, not necessarily difficult, but the, but, but the pressures that you, either others put on you or you put on yourself, 
um, to, you know, live up to somehow very realistically portraying a person that's very much still alive and still on television and famous <laughs> and that everyone can compare you to. That alone is, uh, <laughs> that keeps you on your toes. But I will say, yes. I will say that, you know, Kurt, I think that Kurt feels a, a bit more capable of, of giving some, some critique to guys in a field that he is a Hall of Fame professional uh, in. He has a little more liberty to do that. I feel like he, knowing that I was now having to do this acting part of it, he uh, he gave me a lot of grace. I mean, he was there were definitely days where we were, you know, throwing the ball around, and he was like, "You really gonna throw it that way?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a, by know, the way, but, but, the... but I still got some great advice from him. He 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 walked me through a lot of stuff. I had this great quarterback coach named Clint Dolezal who played college. Arena and got into the NFL as well as Kurt. He didn't have the same, you know, illustrious career as Kurt. But I, you know, I got in like a two-month crash course quarterback camp, and I gave every ounce to it. Uh, I, I it was really cool, honestly. I mean, not just you know learning how to throw a dime, which I do. I can throw a dime here and there. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I can throw a good ball now. Um, but uh, but beyond that, just getting into the head of a quarterback, you know, just really understanding. What is their process? What are they doing? How, how are you calling your plays in the huddle and uh, and and uh, bringing your team to life under center and, and guiding them and leading them and reading your coverage and uh, and you know trying not to telegraph to who to the coverage which receiver you're going to? All of those things were fascinating to me and a really cool you know just skill to learn. And I think at the end of the day, I, to the extent that I could, I made him proud. I made Kurt proud, and that's all I could hope for. That is the best, Zachary. And I got to tell you, I'm laughing so hard because everybody at NFL Network and Game Day Morning, if they're not watching right now and they see this, they're going to be laughing so hard. And certainly me in particular, uh, having just laughed at that, uh, because nothing cuts deeper when Kurt than, than Kurt turning to me and his his response to anything that I've done, either planning on to do or I just did, and his answer is, really? Really? That's how you're going to do it? <laughs> it's a, so, yeah, you can be a cold customer, bro. I mean, so so you saying, like, that's the way he said it. I totally hear him right now. I <laughs> Really? Like, he will say that all the time. And yeah, obviously, yeah. this is such he's an. He's trying to be nice. That's the funny thing about it. He's like one of the nicest guys in right. the world, and but... so he's actually trying to be nice when he gives you this criticism. But you can see right through it because you can tell that his little his the perfectionism in him, the, yeah. like the hard worker in him, sure. doesn't know how to communicate other than really. That's what you're gonna do with <laughs> that. And you're like, okay, yeah, we'll just break it down. Let's break it down. Ah. And then I, you know, and then we we get on like on a on a football field, and I throw a football to him or attempt to catch it on live TV, which is what makes my wife cringe more than anything else. Um, and then when he then when he says anything anything to do with a physical attribute, when he says that, it can be it can be withering. It really can, despite him being one of yeah. the warmest, yeah. well, sweetest listen, people. Today he, he he was he acknowledged that on the football field he's not a great athlete. So, oh, so you know what? You can, you can, you can hold him to that. Okay, to that. I'll take that. Zachary Levi who plays Kurt Warner in American Underdog here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And again, it's just it's a beautiful story about him and Brendo, who's one of my favorite people on the planet as well uh so so dive into the the love story aspect of this a little bit yeah, kurt man. yeah so i mean you know the the movie is really uh it's, you know 25 i'd like to say it's like 25 percent football 75 yeah. percent real life just 
just you know family and and you know and some romance obviously between him and Brenda, but also the struggles, the ups and downs, the whole journey of how 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 Kurt and Brenda and her kids uh, Zach and Jesse and really a bit, the very special relationship that Kurt and uh, and Zach even start forging and how that galvanizes the whole family unit and how that in turn and his time away from well uh, you know after college and not making it with the Packers and him kind of like wandering around in the wilderness. Uh, and then realize, you know, stocking shelves at a grocery store and scraping change out of car doors to put gas in the tank. Like that is the journey that the movie takes you on, uh, and it's and it's amazing. I mean, th- those are a lot of the things that I didn't know. You know, we all knew the bullet points. We all knew this guy who came out of obscurity uh, as an, a much older rookie than you would imagine, and finally getting snapped in the NFL for the first time and makes the team all the way to the Super Bowl and wins and the MVPs and all that jazz. And, you know, we also kind of knew that, that stocking shelves at a grocery store bit, but it doesn't go into a lot of detail. We didn't really know all of the depth of uh, of all of that stuff, and that's that's what makes it rich. That's what makes it, I think, also kind of ultimately very relatable. I think everyone can relate to that job, whether it was a supermarket or something else, where yeah. you were doing what you had to do until you could do what you wanted to do or what you felt like you were called to do. And and that's what the movie's about, and and of course, you know, with the backdrop of the NFL, which is so awesome, and all of the uh, magical things uh, that went on there and in arena. You know, the arena uh, uh, game was incredible. I mean, it really is a fascinating when you break it down. Right. Uh, just you know how they constructed it and how the gameplay went, and how different that was from the NFL and. I don't know. It was all really fun to play. Yeah, the photograph that we've been showing, and actually that Kurt's been having, you know, like a, he showed this to me weeks ago, months ago, obviously, when, when you were shooting, um, well, is you're, you're in the Arena League uniform standing next yeah, to him. Yeah, the Barnstorm itself. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Cool. You know, and, and how he comes from the Northern Iowa University, as we always keep on, you know, busting his stones. And it is just an amazing story. <laughs> it, it really is truly one of the best sports stories ever. Ever. There's no yeah. two ways about it. And so were you uh, are you a fan of a specific team at all or when you were watching it or any uh, years ago, um, seeing it all play out in 1999, Zachary? You know, I, I and I, I say this in all earnestness it is the Rams. I'm a Southern California kid. I grew up rooting for the Dodgers, uh, the Lakers, the Rams. Uh, it was obviously, you know, when I was a younger kid and we and the Rams decided to migrate to St. Louis, that was a bummer. They're still the Rams, and I still get to be one of their most famous uh, quarterbacks, which is so cool. That's but now they're even back in L.A., back into my home, you know, town, if you will, and playing a hell of a season. And the Super Bowl is going to be in L.A. this year, and I'm really rooting for those guys. I, I think that uh, I think that you know Stafford, amongst many other pickups. Uh, could really, you know, put us over the edge and, and, and we could maybe win. I, I, I don't know. There's so much other talent out there right now. I mean, it's, you know, Brady could repeat. I mean, Mac and the Patriots, I, you know, Belichick might have his hold my beer moment right now. Like, who knows what's going to happen. Exactly. But, uh, it, it's been a it, – yeah, I got I to gotta pull for my Rams. Yeah, it's – wow. So you followed the Rams to St. Louis. So you were a fan watching this scene unfold, and now you're playing Kurt Warner in the film version of it. That's kind of crazy, yeah, it's, Zachary. It's trippy, man. It's really trippy. Wow. Okay. So let's let's get right down to it. Stuff that I could use against Kurt. Uh, I mean, was he like a helicopter guy around the set, like staring at you or anything like that? Not at all. Come no, on. not at all. I mean, maybe a little more so with the football stuff. But <laughs> no, I mean, at the end yes. of the day, look, we had great sports producers. We had these yeah. guys who. 
do the, basically make almost all the best sports movies. They know how to bring together all of the actual athletes, all of the equipment, all of the plays, all of the everything. So I think Kurt felt, you know, very comfortable that that was a lot of that stuff was taken care of. And truthfully, you know, with the rest of the story, like I was saying, like the meat of the story, the, the depth and the family and all that jazz, uh, Kurt and Brenda were there over half the, the time we were making the film. Um, and, of course, you know, they might have a question or a thought here and there, but, but by and large they were so supportive. They believed in us, uh, me and Anna, and we had this incredible resource to go to them at a moment's notice and say, hey, you know, in this moment, how were you feeling or what were you thinking, you know? So I did not feel like I was being helicopter parented by Kurt. Okay. All right, I'll take that. And, and again, like I said, Brenda's just uh, awesome. And, and I've known him for years, and all of us at NFL Network, we're excited about this uh, film coming out on, on Christmas Day. And it's a pleasure to have you on here. I'm a big fan of yours. Um, your work in uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel in particular is something that I really have, have enjoyed. Uh, it, oh, bless you, man. That means the world to me. Thank you, Rich. Big fan of yours, too. Fact, fact. Do we see your character anymore in that? What do we... Can you, can you throw anything uh, out there? Not this season. No, not this season. Oh, I don't – look, at the end of the day, Amy Sherman Palladino, Dan Palladino, those guys are right. just mad geniuses, and they I are. think they've created such a delightful show. And every character has its purpose, and I think I, – I'm pretty sure that Benjamin's purpose was to show the audience that even when Midge was presented with, let's say, quote-unquote, the perfect guy, right. she still had to say, no, this isn't about that. This is about me going and pursuing this dream of being, you know, the most badass – stand up comic, whether male or female, or, or whatever it is that she's trying to go prove to the world, you know? So, you know, look, they could, I know that Amy Sherman, Pallad, you know, the Palladinos, they also did Gilmore Girls. I know a lot of those, you know, guys circled back into whatever those yes. romantic interests were. Or, yes. So maybe if the show goes more seasons and they, they need to serve up a little more Benjamin, I, I, I'd be game, man. Yeah. It, it was such a delightful time. Uh, and, and all of the departments, it's everyone is so talented over there. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, for her to reject a Jewish doctor like that was just a shocker. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a plot twist, I'll tell you she that. She could have had it all, bro. She could have had it all. Uh, she could have. Uh, thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Congrats on the film. Uh, and I can't wait for everybody to see it on Christmas Day. American Underdog. You be well, Zachary. Thank you so much, Rich. Happy holidays. You got Sammy Zachary Levi, who has survived being Kurt Warner right here on the Rich Eye <clears throat> Number of times, like I'm out there on the demo field, and I'll throw a ball. And honestly, you should stop throwing balls on the demo. Excuse me, excuse me. You should. You maybe are still sleeping out off your 4 a.m. wake up from your child. I have been throwing outstanding footballs this year. Which may be the outstanding footballs, and the number of times that I have caught them and not dropped them. Michael Irvin has dropped more footballs on the NFL Network new demo set with the beautiful SoFi backdrop than I have. I've dropped zero footballs this year. Zero. <laughs> zero. And I'll even say this. Huh, he's going up. I don't know what you're doing. A hot, a hot take? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Be careful what you're <laughs> about to say. Yeah, be- I will drop no footballs the rest of this year. Oh. Zero. I will catch every one thrown to me. But you can easily just tell people, don't throw me the ball the rest no, of the year. Every I've been doing it every week. We go out there and we're just like, you know what, man? You know what? No, no, no. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You know what? Honestly, like, how many checks have I been writing around here? And I, a lot. I mean, you I've need a new book. Cor- I've turned a corner. Your checkbook is full. Yeah. I've turned a corner. You may need another one. I've turned Order. a corner's corner. Reorder. You're on the reorder and, page. And, and, you know, I try to live my best life. Living my best life. I, I don't take for granted that I'm out there on a piece of turf 
with NFL Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame human being like Mooch. And that's the home of Super Bowl 56 behind me, man. And that's the home. That's the home of the Rams and the Chargers. Tom Brady versus Mac Jones, Super Bowl Fifty Six. Well, and by the way, entirely possible. Entirely possible. But I, I, I go out there on the field, and what? Like I'm out there, and I'm like, yeah, throw me the ball, Kurt. And I'm catching a pass from a Hall of Famer and Kurt Warner. I'm, I, I'm not jaded when it comes to that at all. And so I'll throw it back to him. And there is no greater pressure than throwing a football to him. Because if it's a little wobbly, he'll give me this look like, really? Yeah. Like, that's what he'll say. (laughs) Really? You're going to do that, Rich? Really? So when Zachary Levi says that Warner says to him, like, you're really going to do it that way? Like, that is the verbiage that Kurt uses. So when I grab this hot take plank and say, (laughs) I will not drop a football on NFL Network the rest of this season. Oh. There's soon to be... Two a weekend. Yeah, you start up. There's soon to be two a weekend. There's a special Saturday version of the show coming up. You're just putting a target on yourself now that you didn't have to do. Chris, you don't understand. He wants the smoke. He wants. I I want the smoke. (laughs) You're right. You want the smoke. I want the smoke. You know what I'm getting right now? All the smoke. Yeah. I'm I'm saying these passes now are going to come in with a little more. Yep. Maybe, but he's like he's like the street prophets prophets in WWE right now. Rich okay. wants the smoke. Right. He's in the building. He's feeling himself. I the am. Wolverines got him saying that, that is correct. He's talking mad trash. That is correct. He's talking all types of ish. All of the smoke, and and he wants the smoke. Not even a slight ounce of the smoke should be left out of what I. Read. A couple ounces of the smoke. Good, good <laughs> He, he doesn't want an eighth of the smoke, Chris. He no, wants, he wants the full, wants the full ounce, ounce of the, the smoke. Full ounce. The entirety of the smoke. He wants I, a pound of the smoke. A pound of the smoke. Just give it to him. You don't think I can do it? I believe in you. No, now you, we're on. He says we as he swallows. <laughs> what a bunch of crap. What a bunch of crap. I we're mean, supposed <laughs> to be supportive of one another. That's what I'm saying. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, Mike. Mike exactly. Exactly. We're not supportive. Yeah. Of you. Sometimes. But I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand why you don't believe it. That's why I grabbed the hot take plane. Right. Rich is playing like Mac Jones on game day morning. I watch. I'm what? Up. What? Not throwing the ball and just handing yeah. it off? <laughs> he's two no, or three, but he's I, getting the dunk. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, 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 I had, I've had only three throws all season. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll be back with more on the Rich Eisen show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Let's take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I mean. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio network. It was just the general sense that Rod Woodson was taken to a film on his recruiting trip. Instead of yeah, Now, the thing is, too, is he told out. me, though, he told me in advance that Bo, he went on a, maybe he forgot, because he told me, it's in my book, he told me that Bo, uh, he went to a, he went to a visit at Michigan. And Bo peeled the paint off the locker room wall at halftime with the team up, and he's like, "Oh no, that's that's not the yeah, coach not, I'll play not for." for me. Wow, not for me. yeah, that's what Rod told me back there. He goes, "Oh yeah, no, 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 we're not we're not gonna be doing that." And so that's why he didn't go to Michigan. Interesting. But the reason why he didn't go to um, Notre Dame is they wanted him to take two AP classes <laughs> yeah, in high school, it. and he's just like, are you kidding me? I already have. I'm yeah. Mr. Football of Indiana. I've got senioritis when I was a freshman. I'm not doing that. <laughs> exactly. AP? You're not doing not that. But that's a reason. That just shows that you shows is you. why, again, everybody's like, Brian Kelly, why would he... Why would he go? He can get anybody down in... Uh, down in LSU. That, that uh, Honestly, that... No AP classes. Twelve hundred like, SAT minimum. The, with all due respect, the provost yeah. at LSU must be those folks with those cone, like those day glow cones, just like waving them all in. Come on, Come on in. in. Come on in. There's not. There's none of. There's not a lot of this. There's, That's there's, like Michigan, like, Notre Dame, any of the schools that are like hard to get into, and they got high. Yeah. Their standards. And are he like, might be like after twelve years, like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna boost my pay. And I'm gonna take. Great. I'm, I'm gonna get more kids that 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 I can win with potentially, and so I'm gonna take me and my family, family. down I to the bayou. That. Now I love that that I've seen that. <laughs> and you can't you can't blame them. No. But How I about do. that? And Marcus Freeman's like first answer is like, okay, yeah, let's let me call my wife, and then that wife. pause. Wife. It's amazing how things work, man. <clears throat> Within it's a week, amazing his thing how things completely work. Completely And again, it's changed. He had. To call his wife. Of course. And of course you do. Which is another reason why Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma to USC within like eight (laughs) hours. It's like it kind of strains credulity. Now you know we don't know what that word means. It's it's difficult. (laughs) It's difficult to fathom. Okay. I couldn't that fathom you could make, That you could uproot your entire family from Oklahoma to Southern California in in, that's in less than half a day. But we also don't know. They could have. This that, could have been a talk that they've had. Yeah, like I, I mean, saying, we don't really like, know. You, like, hey, if I if, if I want to, if at some point we want to go to Southern California, we're gone. I mean, I mean, you got You can't it's, sell. It's still, yeah, it can be, Mike. Absolutely, it can be. A lot of folks might don't. We love it out here. I mean, we love the right. lifestyle yeah, from where saying. we are. You're right. A lot of people might not want to move out here. Hey, that's on them. That's true. The kids are in <laughs> school. Stay where you at. <laughs> the kids are in school. You got. Yeah, There's a lot true. of people that might that not. That might not. 
You know, I know people who have moved out of here because they think it's it's not the right place for their kids oh, yeah. to be raised. Yeah. You know. I'll so take them on the I, boat. I, I, They'll move out in three minutes. But that's where, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're calling your wife. You'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm to totally the into the idea. But, you know, to move all of a sudden, I'm, I'm on a recruiting trip. I think that my coach is going to be here forever. It's his lifetime job. And so I just got here, and we just balled out, and we're ranked fifth, and we have a shot to maybe go to or sixth, and we got a shot to go to a uh, college football championship. Were they seventh, actually? They were behind. They were in a position. They were sixth. They were sixth, they were right? Sixth. They were behind uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. Right. Where well, they're now playing in uh, Fiesta, correct? Fiesta Bowl, Right, yeah. so he's sitting there thinking, I'm on a recruiting trip. You can't just call your wife and say, we're moving to Louisiana. All six kids. Let's go. That's what you would, in football terms, call check with me. <laughs> you know, like you got to check yeah. in. But and in that call, and in that, and then in the, in the uh, interim, things move so fast. He thinks maybe I can stay. But don't the foot like the coach's wives got to think? My husband may be moving to like. Yeah, but there's and a. I gotta go with it. There's a difference. Him... There's a difference between knowing the what part of the the job is. Yeah, being a coach's wife, yeah. yeah right. I mean, that's you're getting a coach's getting... spouse. spouse. Really, as you know, um, coaching women who coach. There's, yep. there's a lot Either going way. on. Either way, And there, there's it's an itinerant life as well. So a coach's spouse is like is know. definitely uh, I, you do. But then there's also like yeah, um, can you turn that down and find another spot that's around here that the kids really love the school and you're going to take all six children away from their friends in their school because Brian Kelly wanted to make more money and have an opportunity to win championships with kids that couldn't get into Notre Dame and you know what I mean there's a lot going on here man yeah, a lot going on so the fact that they get to stay put and now he runs the whole program that's pretty wild, that's wild. yeah I'm happy there's no way to prepare for that sort of thing no, there's no book on that. It's funny. I saw Brian Kelly's daughter put a TikTok out. Okay. And, oh, yeah, uh, about her the headline is she's finish. sitting there yeah. on her laptop and she's playing this song that The Rock just did. And it says, when you still have to graduate from Notre Dame in five months, but your dad already left for you, LSU. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, she's just kind of sitting there cool. and just like looking at the camera like, uh, because she knows she's probably going to hear doing? crap. You know, you're trolling a little. But she's not trolling. She's, she's not trolling. She's like, I still have to go to school. She's here. like, I still have to go to school. Here. Yeah. So, the headline I get out of that, you're on TikTok? <laughs> I told you, we have we have a show TikTok. I went over it with Zan the other day. It's been a while since we posted one. Yeah, because the last couple times, we don't get any interaction. I can't figure out, because we're not doing this. We're not yeah, dancing. you got to do dances dancing? and stuff. No, yeah. you don't. We're not dancing. Yeah. We're not a dancing group. We're not a dancing I mean, we we're could show a video group. of Mike with the Houston Texans cheerleaders. That's, that's not dancing. You know, you'll that's never not even see remotely it. close to dancing. That's not dancing. That's just you don't have to do that. Zan, Zan, Zan wants to take over our TikTok. Game. Hey man, I told, I think I offered that seven months ago, and then it. you start yelling about me trying to give your son a job or something. I was like, I was no, like, it's just you not doing yours. No, right. I've done mine, <laughs> and through my research, I'm finding TikTok he's and Rich never, Eisen show. Just he's don't. never going to bring up TikTok again. No, no, no. Oh, sure, I will. Our our demo is probably not. TikTok. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Don't, don't say know that. that. We don't say that. Well, I mean, you can't say that because there's analytics that you can look at yeah, and tell what our demo is. Or we serve a new audience and we figure out a way to get Ooh, younger. Going young. Well, you I know? Don't you think that we, we, don't, we don't look at a problem and say no. We say why not, right? We well, don't say why. We say why not. 
That's what we say. Bobby said that. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to be realistic. I mean, there's college kids, clearly, like Brian Kelly's daughter, sitting around there in campus. Who would hold that against her, by the way? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody will. Yeah, crazy, let's, man. Let's it's human Mac, nature. Let's mass na- ask Mac Nagy's son. <laughs> yeah, right? So, it's human nature, too. So. Um, the, uh, what do we call it? Eisenpalooza? Is that what it was called? You're still going on? Well, our first guest tomorrow is Chris Carter. Hey! <laughs> A new accounting must be paid. That's <laughs> true. Yes, to him in a while. Did you see the Ohio State hired Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator who fixed the problem? Ooh. The problem being losing to Michigan. <laughs> it's great when when one school beats the other and so you haven't done it in 10 years. They, they immediately, like, we're firing a coordinator. I know it was a problem for much of the year, but, like, we're, we're not. Fast. Boom. Boom. Was it his fault? Uh, I mean, Hassan Askins, I think he just hit his head on the goalpost again. Again, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I much got a fun. question for you guys, if I can, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Got about a minute. Got a minute. Yeah. My friend Lisa, he, she's a huge Oregon Duck fan. She just sent me a text. Is that Lisa it's, Ling? Another famous Lisa? Lisa? No, you don't know this Lisa. Okay. She says, do Lisa, you or your colleagues Lisa, know? Lisa, Lisa? Do you or your colleagues know of many situations where the big-name former alumni have come together to write letters and try to influence the direction of a football program? So I think she's trying to get a bunch of uh, Oregon Ducks to petition for a coach, and I'm thinking that would probably work, right? I don't know. I I, I guess you just heard that the players went to yeah. the athletic director in Notre Dame. Notre Dame, and that worked. So, so yes, Lisa, I would say. Okay. Uh, real quick out the door, uh, Saints Mark Ingram COVID list. This Omicron's no joke, folks. Everybody should get that, that third, was after get that Cameron booster, Jordan. get boosted. Cameron Jordan earlier this week. The, the initial, just in, uh, I'll use this space right here. Uh, the initial science, because that's what we listen to, at least around these parts, says the uh, the third shot, the booster shot, uh, does an immeasurable amount of good. But also says the Omicron uh, uh, might be a mild um, case mild, right. as well, which is good news. That's good news. Amazing. Good news. Uh, that's a great way to end the show is with good news. Great show. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> Thank you.